Can you hear the wind rustling through the trees? Or just through the ducks? <laughs> it's almost the same. Fuse your imagination. Was there anybody that didn't shower this morning? Because that's not... Good job, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. I don't know about you, the, the camp songs were pretty spectacular. Um, I don't know if it's just because they, they resonate with you from hearing them when you were very young all the way through your life, but those songs speak to me. They put good stuff uh, inside my head, inside my heart. It makes me feel, um, makes me feel good. Um, I think it's a good thing. Thank you for, for being here this morning, participating, and um, putting up with, if you want to put it that way, the craziness of our church fun team. Um, I think these are kind of fun. I don't know who knows what will be next, but um, never can tell. But um, it should be fun. So the, the title of our message this morning is Camping Towards Heaven. This adventure is going to be one that uh, I hope you will take with you all week. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things about camping that we remember and that we hold on to and that make memories. I don't know about you, but I have thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of memories of camping. And uh, for some reason, when you're just out in the woods, off by yourself sometimes, maybe it's off with a huge group of people, um, you learn things and you remember things and things stick with you. And uh, I think it's a great thing. You, you never remember a, a good day of television, do you? How many of you can remember a good day of television? This is not something you remember, right? But a good day out in the woods is something completely different. We're camping towards heaven. This life is temporary. The church is our campsite as we travel along this journey. <clears throat> Throughout this message, there will be camping quotes that sort of speak into the message, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll catch those and, and uh, be able to apply them. Before we get started, let's look to God in a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to be together this morning. I thank you for um, the, the location we have to meet, and thank you for this, this big room that we've um, kind of taken as our own uh, this morning. And uh, God, I pray that you'll bless uh, us, help us to learn and comprehend and gain from um, the message this morning, gain from being here with the rest uh, of your, your people. God, thank you for uh, being our God. I pray that you'll bless now. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in order to reconnect with God, we need to disconnect. And part of camping is disconnect. There are no apps for, there, there are no camping apps. So you can't just play on your phone and experience what it is that is camping, right? You just can't do it. I know there's apps for camping. There's apps for campsites. There's apps for all that kind of stuff. But the actual experience, there's not an app for that. Many camping trips, we live on a pair of hiking boots, right? In this walk, in our Christian lives, we oftentimes live on a prayer. We focus on God instead of on things around us. This journey only requires you to put one foot in front of the other again and again and again. 
if you allow yourself the opportunity to be present throughout its entirety of this trek, you will witness beauty every step of the way, not just at the summit. How many of you have climbed any large mountain here in Colorado? Any of you? Anybody done Long's Peak? Few? Okay. What is it like to be on top of one of those amazing mountains? Is it is it possible to put it in words? I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. On top of Long's Peak, you sort of get this nauseous feeling inside of you, and they say there's really no fix for it. You just got to get off the mountain if you want to get better. Altitude sickness is a real deal. There's no Wi-Fi in the forest, but I promise that you will find a better connection when we're camping towards heaven. Silence from the world oftentimes is what it takes to really connect with God. Turn off your apps, shut down your phones, eliminate static from the frequency, and you'll be surprised the ability you have to focus on God and the journey itself. Connection with God is the best way to be successful on this camping trip. It is really nice, by the way, to be able to just look out and not have to look in this direction to see part of you and in this direction to see the rest of you. It's very, it's very nice to be able to see everybody. Very strange, however. There are a few places we've gone camping that, that don't have, have cell phone service. They don't have Wi-Fi. And oftentimes those are the best places to reconnect, not just with those we're with, not just with family, but with God. And um, I've got a few pictures that I want to show you this morning and um, just some places we've been. And if you know where they are, I want you to kind of shout them out. Do you know where this is? That's Twin Owls, right? This is right up by Estes Park. Okay. Where's that one? It is Colorado. Any ideas? Do you know where it is? No, that's not Ravagers. This is on top of Grand Mesa in Mesa Verde. And uh, the view from on top of that Mesa is absolutely astounding. And what's crazy is you walk right in and put this picture in. So you walk right over to the edge of the Mesa, and of course it's got that big, huge cliff on both sides. And it is literally one of the most breathtaking experiences I've ever, I've ever had. Walking over to a cliff that is 50, 60, 70, 80 feet down, and then a view beyond it like that, it is just spectacular. And it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect from real world to real world. We become connected with an almighty God. What's next? How about the one on the left? You ever seen that one? I had never seen it until this year. It was in the top 10 list of waterfalls you need to see in Colorado. This is North Fish Creek? No, no, North Clear Creek. North Clear Creek Falls. Absolutely amazing. This is about a, um, I would say a 60, 70 foot waterfall. Just beautiful. Nobody around. Really like the only ones there. It was absolutely gorgeous. How about the one on the right? Any, any ideas where that one is? <laughs> That's uh, Michigan, Michigan Lake uh, State Forest State Park. Right on the other side of Cameron Pass. Beautiful up there. Dandelions can be amazing. Did you know that? It can be amazing if you slime them all over your face too. Corbin's tried that a couple times this week. How about this one? This one's not in Colorado. Any ideas? Can you see Cameron and Colton in that picture? Colton's down here and Cameron's way up here. 
This is called Icebox Canyon, and it's close to Las Vegas, and you hike about two and a half miles up into this canyon, and it's called Icebox Canyon because when it's 95 degrees out in the desert, it's about 45 degrees up in here. Literally, we had to put on our coats um, once we got up in there. It was that cold up in there. It never sees the sun. It's amazing what God does. Disconnect? Yeah. There was no satellite dish. There was no, there was no connection. There was no GPS. We couldn't find geocaches up in this canyon because there was no signal. Right? Disconnect. Next. How about that one? I don't know who that pretty girl is on a motorcycle. This is rabbit ears. Yep, this is on top of rabbit ears. How about this one? Greg, Justin, Dad. Some of you guys know where this one is. This is on top of Crozier Mountain, and this year there was about mm, 10 or 12 inches of snow and we got up to the top of it. Disconnecting, there's not much up there. It's amazing time. Oh, Dave's been up there too. How about the next one? What's that? It's got a flat top, must be long speak. Anybody know what trail I'm on when I take that picture? <laughs> That's beer stat. Right, coming up beer stat. So, all right, is that it? Oh no, what? This one's chasing fish. Anybody like snorkeling or scuba diving? It's a disconnect. You can't have your cell phone on when you're in the water. It's great. This is not Lake Loveland, by the way. No, it's not. This is close by, though. You know where that's at? You recognize those foothills? How about those blades of grass? That's Carter Lake. That's right here. This one's a long ways away. It's amazing if you just get up out of the city, how it doesn't feel like you're in the city anymore. It's a disconnect. You feel you feel away from everything. This is actually Phoenix, Arizona, and this is we're on top of the Camelback. We started before the sun was sun rose and climbed up this mountain. By the time we got down, it was 95 degrees. It was super warm, but it's a disconnect. You get away. This is Sugar Cakes, and that's um, Cabo. This is Sugar Cave, Bahamas, and that's Cabo. Beautiful what God has done. And once again, disconnect. You pull yourself away from everything else in the world and you can focus on the beauty of what God has done. Is that it? We got one more. That's it. All right, good. Thank you for sharing those with me. Um, I think it's fun to disconnect and to get out in the woods and experience what God has for us. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 says, A truly wise person uses few words a person with understanding is even tempered even fools are thought wise when they keep silent with their mouths shut they seem intelligent we need to disconnect we need to quiet down we need to stay calm and uh, be still and know that god is god that's the next verse psalms 46 and verse 10 also exodus 14 and verse 14 it says the lord will fight for you you need only to be still I think there's times that we get so uh, so frustrated and so stressed out because we're trying to get here and get there and get wherever we need to go. We just need to chill out and relax and allow connect with God, a reconnect with God. Proverbs 10 and verse 19, um, one of my favorite passages of Scripture when my little sister calls me. It says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. I don't know if it's sin when she calls me, but it seems like it. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Sometimes you just need to calm down and be quiet. 
and, and chill out and relax and allow God to connect with us. Jenna, I still love you. Unplug, disconnect, so that's when God can really connect with you. Camping towards heaven, next we need to be all in. We need to be all in. How about, we have some pictures of all in. Yeah, there we go. Look at this guy, old people. They've got everything on that, on that far. They've got it all packed on top of it. They have to have a ladder to get some more stuff on top. That's a good one. How about this one? When you run out of space, if you open the tailgate, it actually extends your roof line so you can put more stuff on back there. You see that? It's really cool. I'm surprised that. Oh, look at this one. And wouldn't you think that they would just deflate all of those inflatables and it would probably all fit inside? But they've got them all blown up. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's why it's on the side of the road. Jeep Wranglers always break down, or Jeep Cherokees. Cherokees? Wagoneers, that's there. Wagoneers always break down. They often catch on fire, too. <laughs> Gotta be all in. Camping trips are the greatest. It requires like three or four days of packing and putting everything together, trying to put it all in the, in the vehicle, putting all the truck and all the camper. Three or four days of packing, and then you, you get on the road and, ah, oh, I forgot. What'd you forget? Who knows, man? There's like everything imaginable is in there. I don't know how you could forget anything. The thing is packed so full that you can't get another, uh, another square inch of anything in. We pull away from home. We're all in. You're committed. You're, you, do you ever, you ever have that feeling? It's like, you know what? We're all in. We're going. This is going to be an adventure. We have no idea where we're going to end up. Sometimes you only end up about five minutes down the road. Something breaks and you have to end up fixing. You have to replace a tire on the way. You have to do, you have to do something. There's always something that happens. But you're all in. There's that experience. There's that feeling of, you know what? We're just going to go for it. We're just going to give it a try. See what happens. Camping towards heaven demands that we're all in. It's dedication. It's devotion. It's, it's real commitment. Camping toward heaven demands that we are, we are all in. We really need to pull ourselves together and pile in and get on board. The song goes, we'll roll the gospel chariot along. You heard that song? We'll roll the gospel chariot along. But you can't tag along behind. Then they ask the question, if Thomas wants to go, we'll hook a trailer on. If John wants to go, we'll hang him on a nail. Okay, so we're all in. The gospel chariot is, is moving and it's rolling. And we've got to be all in. Mark chapter 12 and verse 30, it says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Sometimes the best way to appreciate something is to be without it for a while. What do you miss when you go camping? What do you miss about home? The toilet, okay? A clean toilet, that's a good one. Who else, who else said, somebody else said something. Running water, okay, sometimes running water is nice. Yeah, a bed, yeah. Sometimes the bed in the camping site is not quite as good as the bed at home. Being all in means that, you know what? There's going to be some times when you leave things behind. Maybe it's a comfort that you leave behind, but sometimes we leave things behind. I'm the guy who tries to think of everything. She tries to get everything in there, but without fail, there's something that I leave behind. Camping's where we spend a small fortune to live like a homeless person. 
Isn't that the truth? He's like all this money trying to go, go camping. And there's, have you ever driven by these? And there's a couple of them here in Loveland. You drive by these places where they store campers. There's like thousands of campers in there. And they sit there all the time. People pay good money for those things. And they just sit there. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Just to live like a homeless person. Home is where we park it, right? Some, some people have, uh, some, in fact, there's, there's some that, that may even live in their camper. And it's a beautiful thing because you can move it around. And wherever you park it, that's where home is. And really, if you think about it, camping towards heaven, wherever we are, that's home for now. This is our temporary home. This is the way it's going to be for now. And we just make the best of whatever the situation is. There's no drywall on the walls. There's no special lighting. There's no... This is just the way it is right now, and we're enjoying it, and we're making the best of it, because we know that this is temporary. Our home is in heaven, and we're looking forward to that. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says, Dear friends, I warn you, as temporary residents and foreigners, to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Being all in for this journey in reality means that we can't as temporary residents get too attached to material things here on this earth. I can't take everything camping with me. There's just some things you can't put in. Toilet, for instance, really difficult to put in there. A sewer system is really difficult to put in there. You just can't do it. This journey towards heaven will cost us. At times it will cost us uh, lots of lots of energy it'll cost us time it'll cost us it may cost us some money it'll cost us pride it'll cost us control it may even cost us friendships may even cost us some family members we have to be all in jesus was all in look at john chapter 1 and verse 14 it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and the only son who came from the father full of grace and truth The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God came down here. When you look at this Greek word, this phrase, made his dwelling among us, it literally means he pitched his tent with us. God pitched his tent with us. He's here. He's now. And he's camping with us. Jesus Christ was all in. He came to this earth. He he roamed around here on this earth just like us. We didn't realize we were making memories. We just knew we were having fun. You know what? I think it's fun serving God. I think it's a blast camping towards heaven. And um, I love it when there's a whole bunch of people camping together. I don't know if you've ever done that before. Uh, church camp is obviously just a bunch of people and we're all camping. I love that. Because a crowded camper is always better than an empty castle. It's way better to have just everybody jam-packed into one spot than it is to live all by yourself in a huge castle. One time on the way to... Oh, man, where are we going? Well, it was actually Michigan Lake. We were up at Michigan Lake one night, and the furnace wouldn't kick on. It just would not come on. It's supposed to, you know, when it gets down to a certain temperature, it's supposed to kick on, and the propane, you turn it on, and it's supposed to heat up heat up the place. Well, it wouldn't, and we got there late. There was nothing I could do to fix it. I, I couldn't adjust anything. So we have one of these campers that will, like, fold out, like, the 
tent parts fold out. And when the tent parts fold out, if you're on the extreme end of that tent part, that's the coldest place in the, in the camper. So we left everything closed up, all of the beds closed up, which left one bed for all of us to sleep on. And that was a blast. It was super fun. I'll never forget that. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. At the mo at the time it wasn't all that fun. But it made memories. It was better than sitting at home watching TV. We gotta be all in. Thirdly, we have to realize that this is a past path less traveled. Of all the paths you take in life, make sure some of them are dirt. Matthew chapter 17, or 7 rather, in verse 13, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff. Even though crowds of people do, the way to life, the way to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. Mr. Giovanni wrote, Sky wrote this week in, in one of his devotionals. He was talking about the pitfalls of popularity. Have you ever heard of a, a car manufacturer called Tesla? Have you ever heard of them? They're a real high-end electric car. And Tesla Motors was about to launch a new model. And in fact, they, within the last few months anyway, I'm not, I'm not sure all the details on that. But anyway, in the first 24 hours, this Model 3, is, I guess it's the third one that came, that came out, received over 180,000 reservations for this car. I don't know what this car costs. The first ones, the first ones that came out were like 120, 160, what were they? 80 to 120, so $180,000, oh, that's crazy, 180,000 reservations were, were made before the product was even out, which was the record for the highest single day sales of any product of any kind anywhere in world history. Our culture values sensationalism. All companies attempt the same response most prescribed, most trusted, most watched, the best selling. These phrases all communicate the same thing to the buyer. Surely millions of people can't be wrong. This message comforts the consumer because we feel a part of the crowd when we put that product in our hand. It feeds into our broken, insecure human nature. We long for acceptability. And in our culture, a product like this, perceived its perceived value is directly proportionate to the number of people that it impacts. I think he's right when he says, too, many popu too much popularity not only equals success, or too many popularity... That doesn't make any sense. I must have written his quote down wrong. Anyway, so if a product is popular, it equals success or it equals legitimacy. And um, that's what, that's 
that's what this world's all about. And that's what these advertisers are trying to get accomplished. So when Jesus said, narrow is the gate, and only a few find it, it's not all that popular, right? While many people of, of popular teachings about God may be desirable, but they may not actually be truthful. We need to make sure that we're careful about that. We want to make God appealing, but not abandon the narrow path. I'm not saying look for the hard road. I'm not saying be that kind of a person who just you know, looks for a way to punish themselves. The direction that I intend to go, though, and that I hope you will join me in, is simply to seek the truth, whether it's a hard road or not. Much of this camping towards heaven is on a different type of road. Our methods are often different than the world's. We aren't falling into the same rut that claims so many. Not all who wander are lost, right? Sometimes you have to wander around. And you know what's beautiful is that if you never get lost, then you never get found, right? There's nothing better than being found. This week I had a dream, um, and I'm not just saying this. This dream happened like multiple times throughout the night, um, and I was in multiple locations, and Corbin was, he has a tendency, he's definitely not, um, what's that word? Um, He doesn't have any separation anxiety at all. He would wander off in wherever and get lost wherever. It just doesn't matter. He's just, he would just be gone. Um, he wouldn't, because he always knows that mom and dad are going to come chase him or Cameron or Colton are going to come chase him. So he just does whatever he wants. He just kind of wanders anywhere. But this dream found him in the worst possible situation multiple times. One time he was in the bottom of a, of a loading dock, big concrete loading dock. There was a big trailer in the loading dock. There was all the wires from the trailer all down in there. There was about four inches of water in the bottom of it. He had fallen into there and was sitting in there, sitting in this water, and he was past screaming. He was past crying. He was just sitting there with the most pitiful little whimper. You know how they get when they get past a certain point where they don't think anybody's coming for them? They're just sort of sitting in their, in their own sadness because nobody's there to rescue them. I would jump down in and ran over there to try to lift him up and pick him up. And just as I got to him, my dream would shift to another scene where the same thing was going on. And he was in another predicament. He was stuck in the bottom of a ditch underneath a whole bunch of leaves and weeds. And he couldn't move. And he was wrestling around. And he couldn't get out of it. And uh, and it happened like three or four times in the night. It was awful. I woke up, went in there to make sure he was all right. Of course, you always do that as a parent. He was fine. Laying in there, all sprawled out on his bed. Just snoozing away. But isn't it a beautiful thing to be found? Isn't it great when God comes to your location, to your spot, to your time of despair and rescues you, pulls you out of the garbage that so easily entangles? I can't even think that's how God is and how, how he views many of the situations that we get ourselves into. But I like being found. I like being rescued. 
And if we're never lost, we never get found. So get lost. Huh. You ever had a preacher tell you to get lost? Interesting. Do something that pushes you beyond the limits of your own personal safety, your own personal uh, uh, sweet spot, if you will. Push yourself beyond what it is that you're capable of. Allow yourself to experience God's rescue and God's hand along the way. Take the road less traveled. Next, and we're camping towards heaven. And lastly, we need to bring some folks with us. To leave the world better than you found it, sometimes you need to pick up other people's trash. They say, pack it in, pack it out. Every trail in Colorado, the first sign you see when you start on the trail is if you pack it in, you pack it out. But you know what? When I get way back in there, I find that other people didn't obey the sign, right? And if you're going to leave it better than you found it, you're going to have to pack out somebody else's trash. In camping towards heaven, there are going to be times when we have to slow down. You may be a spiritual giant. You may not have any problems with any situation in your life right at the moment. You may be flying sky high. But you know what? A crowded camper is better than an empty castle. Bring someone with you. Help someone along the way. Reach down and lift them up. Reach down and pull them out of the, the loading dock where they're sitting in four inches of water. Bring some folks with you. You ever feel like you don't really have the time to deal with other people's problems, though? Wouldn't it be so much easier if all you had to deal with was your problems? It'd be so much simpler. But that's not the way that God wants us to be. The key is to have our eyes wide open to our own faults and partially closed to the faults of others, not the other way around. We need to allow others not to drag us down, but we need to allow ourselves to feel compassion and empathy for them. Bring some folks with you on this camping trip. The most memorable days usually end up with the dirtiest clothes. Ever experienced that? There's something great about little boys. And Corbin comes in the house, usually covered head to toe with dirt. The other day he was sitting in the sandbox and he was pulling his pants out. He had them by the back and he was pulling them out and he was grabbing handfuls of sand and he was putting them in his pants, just like this. Loading it in. It was awesome. We found out later that he was successful in getting most of the sandbox in his diaper. It's all over the changing table and all over his room. He was having fun. And the days you get home and you're covered with whatever you were doing that day, those are beautiful days. Those are great days. I think we need to get a little dirtier. Get our clothes a little dirtier. Get our hands a little dirtier. Get Allow ourselves to experience what other people are experiencing so that we can help them along the way. After church, my grandpa would come home, and one of the first things he would do is he would say, well, I guess I better go wash the brother and off my hands. I'm like, what? First time I heard him say it, what? Is that the way he said it? Pretty close to that. No, wash the brother and off my hands. Like, what is he talking about? Well, 
You know, you shake hands with everybody at church, right? Shake my hand, Joe. That's okay, it's the other hand, but that's right. <laughs> when you shake everybody's hand, you have everybody's stuff on your hand, right? So that's the first thing he would do when he'd get home. He'd wash the brother and off his hands. It cracks me up. Even though at times I feel like we need to get away from people, the natural connection, the desire for community is always there. Heaven's going to be a great place and plenty big, plenty big enough for all who enter. So bring some folks with you. We need to disconnect in order to reconnect with God. We need to unplug. We need to pull away from the world and get connected with an almighty God. We need to be all in. Whatever you got together, whatever you got to get together, whatever needs you have, pull it all together so that we can move down the road. The path less traveled is one that we probably want to take because the popular one may not be leading to where we want to go. And last but not least, we need to bring some folks with us. Find somebody you can tug along. Find somebody that you can hook a trailer on. Find somebody that you can stuff in a drawer. Make sure the camper's jam-packed full when it's time to hit the road. God's on his way. He's prepared. He's actually, Christ's preparing us a place, but he's coming back for us. And when he comes back, if we're camping towards heaven, if we're looking towards heaven, every day of this life, we'll be ready when he comes back. Right? I'm excited for it. But you know what? I'm enjoying the journey. I'm loving it. Because you know what? There's a lot of perks along the way. Following God, camping towards heaven is a great and awesome, awesome journey. And uh, it's lots of fun. So tips from the campsite. I've got one last tip to share with you. When you feel like smacking somebody, just go ahead and smack them and just say, mosquito. So if you get smacked later, Larry, if you get smacked later, it might just be a mosquito. Thank you for your attention this morning. I appreciate it very much. And I um, hope you've been uh, blessed by the things you've been able to share. And uh, there's lots of.